Tuesday. I gotta start all over again. I forgot to hit play. I mean record. Good morning, everybody. This is Pastor Letty. Good morning. Good morning. And Lori. And Lori decided, she just decided she wanted to, to surprise everybody today. She wanted to surprise me. Usually she would like to target for Wednesdays, Fridays, but she decided to come on t today. So we are blessed to have her. Keep me guessing. All right. Keep me guessing. So I want to uh, begin like I always begin, and that's by telling you um, how much we love you and we appreciate you. We mean that from the bottom of our heart. We love you and we appreciate you. And um, we thank you for all you do. We thank you for your cards and letters. We thank you for your gifts. And... Um, we thank you for your financial offerings. You guys are a blessing, and um, we could not do this without you. So thank you. Now, today, I'm still continuing on righteousness, and I might be on righteousness for a while because the Lord gave me some more words and regarding righteousness over the weekend. Love it. He gave me some more words Sunday morning before um, before church. And um, I don't usually, if I listen to uh, ministers, other ministers, fellow ministers, I um, certainly don't listen to them before church. I usually keep that place for the Holy Spirit, you know, to download what message he has um, for the body at New Life Church on that day. But it just so happened, um, as I was thumbing through my phone, appreciate you. I stumbled across someone who I've been listening to lately, and um, I've been listening to, listening to his shorts, and it's Craig Dickow. And I'm telling you what, he must be listening to my messages because he has, you know, grace has gotten a hold on him. The grace message and the love of God message has gotten a hold on him. And, and he's like a different man. He's on fire. And grace will do that for you. The anointing will do that for you. But as I listened to him, he spoke about something that's ours because of our faith in Jesus Christ that has brought us into a relationship of peace with God. And the only thing that can bring us into a relationship with, with peace or in peace with God is what? Righteousness. Righteousness. Don't be afraid to speak it out. Righteousness. Righteousness. Right. Righteousness. Because, you know, I mean, the book of Romans is power-packed with, with various verses. And one of them is chapter 5 and verse 1, where it says, Therefore, being justified. Justified and righteousness are the same words. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, being made righteous or declared righteous. And see, this is, this is what most believers don't understand. If you go back one verse, you go to chapter 4 and verse 25. And it says, he was delivered for our transgressions. Boy, you look pretty today. 
Well, thank you. Wow. He was delivered for our transgressions, and he was raised for our declaration of righteousness. So now, the very next verse in chapter 5, it says, therefore being justified. It could easily have said, therefore being made righteous. You see, it's the same word. Righteous in, in chapter 4, verse 25, mm -hmm. and justified in chapter 5, verse 1, is the same exact word in the Greek. Why they chose you know, to, to, to use what they did, um, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's, it's very interesting. And I think it's because religion can't grab hold of the fact that we are righteous. We don't have to seek to become righteous. And, and religion makes a lot of money on the messages of, you know, constantly repenting and coming and repenting and coming and God is angry and mad and come and repent and come. So for religion to, 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 to teach that you don't have to become, you are. We could put many of them out of business. So I hope that makes sense. So Romans chapter five, verse one, it says, therefore being made righteous, therefore being justified, done, finished, complete, perpetual, once and for all forever. Because of that, you have peace with God. You are at peace with God. He's pleased with you. He's in love with you. He's head over heels in love with you. The way he, he views Jesus is the way he views you. The way he looks at Jesus is the way he looks at you. If he doesn't have thoughts, if he doesn't have uh, 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 negative thoughts about Jesus, he certainly will never have negative thoughts about you. I love your righteousness meter. Righteousness thought. meter. How's your righteousness meter? How's your righteousness meter? If you're feeling something, if you're not feeling like you just said, your righteousness meter is off. It's so easy to get it right away. That's right. To see it. Oh, my righteousness meter is off. Yeah, my righteousness. And feelings of guilt. Yep. Feelings of shame. Feelings of condemnation. Even being anxious, worried. Yeah. Why? Yep. Why are you doing all those things if, if you're so righteous? If you if everything is perfect? If, if you're at peace with God, peace with God, then you should be at peace anxious. with yourself. Right. You should be at peace. The Holy Spirit will. He's got it. That goes back to Isaiah twenty six three. I believe it says, "Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace." Perfect peace, and that and perfect and peace is the same word. Shalom. Thou shalt keep him in shalom. Shalom. Whose mind is stayed on the on the Lord, on God, on Yahweh? It's being righteous because He trusted in thee. Now it's hard for you to keep your mind on Yahweh when you don't realize that you're at peace with Him. Mm. You're at right standing with Him. You're you're one with Him. So therefore, being made righteous, we have peace with God, and it's through faith in Jesus Christ. So righteousness is powerful, and 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 putting us in peace. You know, with God and, and, and putting us accepted in the beloved, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6, it also puts us in a, the position where we qualify to qualify for our, our inheritance. Qualify to qualify. 
You see, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Jesus isn't waiting to receive anything. All right? Jesus has already been made heir of the world. So now we're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So that means we made, we've been made heirs of the world. That's why Romans chapter 5, verse 17 says, for those of us who have received the, the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will rule and reign mm. in, life in life as royalty, as kings, through the one Jesus Christ. It's powerful. Righteousness is powerful. And so as I was listening to, uh, you know, Greg on Sunday morning, he was talking about one of my points. And uh, we talked about fruits of righteousness. And I don't know if you remember this, but point number seven. Point number seven was healed, whole, and restored. And I wanted to talk about restored. Because that's what the Lord emphasized to me that morning. And um, it was for me and Lori. But being for me and Lori, it was for New Life Church. And also, it was for you. You know, if you consider me a spiritual advisor or you look up to me, you know, um, in any kind of way as, as, a, as a leader or as a teacher, this word is for you. It's for you. And, and it's taken from Joel chapter 2, verse 21 and 26. This is what righteousness does. Keep in mind, let us make man. Genesis 1, 26. Let us make man in our own image, in our own likeness. We know it's holiness and righteousness. And because of that, let him have dominion. All this is theirs. Wow. You know? That's right. So now Jesus, faith in Jesus Christ, right, restores, restores, restores God's original intent for us and in our lives. He restores God's original intent for you and in your lives. But righteousness is the key. So this is what uh, the word from Joel, chapter 2, verses 21 through 26, tells us. Fear not, fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring. For the tree beareth her fruit, and the fig tree and the vines do yield their strength. This is talking about plenty. It's talking about abundance. It's talking about all they could ever want in their land. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the fats shall overflow with wine and oil. You will not have need. All your needs will be met. Remember, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, not yours another's and we have achieved the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ so this is for us right here right now and I will restore to you the years that
that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you, and ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be ashamed. God is not going to restore. He has restored. This is why the Apostle Paul always uses terminology and, and, and phrases like, God is able to do far beyond what you could dare ask or think. According? To your righteousness. According to the power that, that works within you. It's in you. It's in you, right? You know, he says that the eyes of your understanding would become illuminated, right? That the spirit of wisdom and revelation would become ignited from within you. That you would know the hope of your calling, the greatness of your inheritance. That you would know the exceeding greatness of his power to you who believes. The same power that was wrought in Christ when he was raised from the dead. So Paul's using terminology and phrases that indicates it's here, it's with us, everything we need, right? Philemon verse 6, that the communication of our faith become effective. Your faith communication becomes effective by the acknowledging a very good thing, righteousness, that is in you, in Christ, because of righteousness. It's, it's powerful. And so it's ours right now. What grabs a hold of it? Those who receive the abundance of grace, you've received it. We have it. And now, in order to activate it, it's the gift of your righteousness that takes it. That's why we talked about Romans chapter 10, verse 6, the truth of that verse. For it is the righteousness by faith that speaks. Righteousness by faith speaks. That's how you rule and reign as kings um, in this earth walk through the one Jesus Christ, through your righteousness. And God has told me he's already restored it, everything, to Lori and I. And it will become manifested as we believe with our hearts and confess with our mouth. And as we keep our righteousness meters right, and he has restored unto you. He's, he's restored unto you, according to your righteousness meter. Years, years that sicknesses have taken away. Years that illnesses have taken away. You know, financial blunders. His is a throne of mercy and grace. He's going to restore finances. You know, he's going to restore relationships. They're restored. We call them restored right now. Your lives are, are fully restored. Believe it. Believe with your heart unto righteousness. And then make confession unto your salvation. Salvation, soteria and sozo, covers every area of our life. So I wanted to cover that. Um, and uh, as far as restoration goes, um, one of our church uh, attendees, Caprice, 
she did uh, communion on Sunday, and she got a word from the Holy Spirit. And that word from the Holy, from the Holy Spirit is good right now. And she got a word from the Holy Spirit <clears throat> that someone in our congregation or someone that's listening online, and that means you, she got a word that someone had a challenge or a problem with, with an inner ear. Perhaps it was an infection, but it was pain. Perhaps it was affecting their hearing. There was a loss of hearing. And she had her word from the Lord, from the Holy Spirit, that that was gone. That was gone. So if you didn't hear that word, I'm repeating that word that the Holy Spirit gave Caprice, and it's for you. He's going to restore your ear, your hearing, and remove the pain. And I want you to know, if this is for you, take it. It's yours. And then let us know about it. But that's one thing that the Lord made real to me on Sunday, restoration. Now there's something that it's going to take a, a couple of days for me to, to grab a hold of this. But here's, a, here's a verse of scripture. I've been talking about righteousness for three weeks. And I still am learning by the Holy Spirit about righteousness. I am learning. Now you know, I know some people get tired of hearing about righteousness. And this portion of scripture that I'm going to be reading to you right now tells you why. It tells you why. I, I keep telling you how very important your righteousness is. Knowing you're righteous. Being found, being, being standing in it, being strong in it. So vitally important. And so Lori and I, again... Out of the blue, we decided to listen to one of our, our, our favorite preachers. His name is Butch Bruton. He's a cowboy. He's a cowboy from Texas. You know, talk like a cowboy. He wears a cowboy hat. You know, very gentle and kind spirit. And uh, he has a kindred spirit to us. Has a, he's a kin Sometimes I wonder if he listens to my messages. We're so in sync. But he had this portion of scripture that I'm like, Lord, how did I miss that? Well, you, you, you might have missed it, but now we made sure you didn't miss it. You got it now. You got it now. So anyway, he made a statement. I can't, I can't take this as my own until I use it three times. After I use it three times, then I can claim it as my own. But he made this statement. The revelation of righteousness. The revelation of righteousness is the meat the meat of the word of God. It's the meat of the word of God. Think about Paul. He uses the words righteous, righteousness, justified, justification 80 times in his epistles. 80 times. Now, if you use the book of Hebrews also, think, you know, believing that Paul wrote Hebrews, and I do, there's another eight or 10 times there. You think Paul is, is, is fixed on righteousness? Yeah, all his life he tried to become righteous. His whole life. He fought, he fought Jesus converts over it. Zealousness for righteousness. Zealousness for, for becoming righteous through following the law. But he, he found the righteousness of God. And that's why he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God. Not the law of Moses, for salvation. For all who believe. For there is the righteousness of God. So Paul, 80 
90 times spoke about righteousness, righteous, justification, justified. Oh, I forgot to put in justified. That might give us another 10 or 20 more times. The revelation of righteousness is the meat of the word. Period. Now, Romans chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. I'm going to read this from the Passion Translation. Death once held us in its grip, and by the blunder of one man, death reigned as king over humanity. But now, how much more are we held in the grip of grace? Held in the grip of grace. And continue reigning as kings in life, enjoying, enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness in the one and only Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh, the Messiah in other words. Just as con condemnation came upon all people through one transgression, so through one righteous act of Jesus' sacrifice, the perfect righteousness that makes us right with God and leads us to a victorious life is now available to us all. That's powerful. Now here's what the cowboy taught. This, this, near, this went, whoa, right? Whoa. The revelation of righteousness is the meat of the word. I'm going to be reading Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11 through 14. You need to mark this verse, ver these verses down, and you need to read them. Really, you need to meditate on them. And you need to ask Holy Spirit to give you the full revelation, complete revelation of your righteousness. It starts out by saying, verse 11, we have much to say about this topic, although it is difficult to explain. Why? Because you have become too dull and sluggish to understand. This is from the Passion Translation. For you should already be professors instructing others, each other, one another, by now. But instead, you need to be taught from the beginning the basics of God's prophetic oracles. You're like children still needing milk and not yet ready to digest solid food. Wow. For every spiritual infant who lives on milk, for every spiritual infant who lives on milk is not yet pierced by the revelation of righteousness. But solid food, righteousness, is for the mature whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters. Wow. And they have been adequately trained by what, they're, what they've experienced to emerge with understanding of the, of the difference between what is truly excellent and what is evil and harmful. Righteousness. I love it in the Mirror Study Bible. Listen to this. And we're going to talk more about it tomorrow. Today we're just going to go over these verses. <clears throat> On this subject... There remains so much to be said, and he's talking about righteousness. But oh, how difficult it is to explain something to someone 
who hears with an indifferent attitude. People who are tired of hearing about righteousness, who just want to poo-poo righteousness off, who let's move, let's move on, let's get, let, don't understand righteousness. They don't understand that it's righteousness that causes them to rule and reign as kings through the one Jesus Christ. I had Brother Rick Oscom, when he was doing communion, he made the statement, how many of us are ruling and reigning? He made that statement. But you know what? Ruling and reigning is, ter is, 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 is connected to, very much connected to and one with your receiving of your gift of righteousness. So when he was asking that question, how many of you are ruling and reigning, right? How many of us are ruling and reigning? The question should be, how many of us have really grabbed hold of our true righteousness? And this is what this is saying. How difficult it is to explain something to someone who hears with indifferent, an indifferent attitude. Verse 12, by now, you should have been professors. And he's talking to the Jews. He's talking to Jews, Hebrews. You, he's telling you Jews should have been professors and instructors and teachers to let the whole world know about the true righteousness of God. This is what Paul is saying here. Able to teach the rest of the world, but you are still struggling with the ABCs of God's language in Christ to righteousness. The difference between the prophetic shadow and the real is like is that between milk and meat in your diet. You cannot live on baby food for the rest of your lives. Not living on righteousness is living on baby food. This is what they're saying. This is what he's saying here. Hope you're getting this. I hope you're understanding this. Well, I don't get it or understand it fully, but I'm getting it and understanding it more and more every day. Verse 13, the revelation of righteousness is the meat of God's word. Remember, remember what the cowboy said. The revelation of righteousness is the meat of God's word. That's where he gets this from. That's where he gets this from. Verse 13, the revelation of right righteousness is the meat of God's word. He got it from the Mirror Study Bible. <laughs> Babes live on milk. Babes live on milk. So does everyone who is not pierced in the ear of his heart by the revelation of Christ's righteousness. <coughs> Excuse me. God's act of righteousness in Christ restored mankind to blameless innocence. Wow. Verse 14. This is the nourishment of the mature. They are those who have their faculties of perception trained as a gymnastic precision to distinguish the relevant from the irrelevant. <coughs> Excuse me. The mature are those who know the difference between the shadow and the substance between the futility of the law of works and willpower to work righteousness and righteousness revealed 
by the faith of God in the finished work of Jesus Christ. So I want to leave you there because we're going to talk more about this tomorrow. We're going to unfold it tomorrow. But here, remember this, verse 13, the revelation of the righteousness, the revelation of righteousness, the revelation of righteousness is the meat of God's word. And receiving the gift of righteousness is what is going to allow you to rule and reign as a king in this life through the one Jesus Christ. So again, ask Holy Spirit to reveal to you if your righteousness meter is out of line. It is out of, if it's out of touch with the true righteousness of God in Christ Jesus that you are now declared to be. And well, that's all I want to say for today. I hope this has made sense. I hope this is, is spurring you onto your own study and your, and your own learning and your own revelation. Again, study out Revel, uh, Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 through 14, and, and specifically in the Passion Translation, specifically in the Mirror Study Bible, if you have the Mirror Study Bible. This is Pastor Lenny and Lori saying we love you. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I do have one announcement to make. Thursday, we will not be broadcasting at 8 o'clock. Okay? Thursday morning, remember this, we're going to be broadcasting at 9 o'clock. We're going to be broadcasting at 9 o'clock because I will be a guest on another pastor's morning broadcast. Um, I've been invited by... Pastor Don Foster from Yorktown Assembly of God to join him on his Thursday morning broadcast at 9 a.m. I'm so blessed to have that invite. Uh, pastor Don is, he was my, my youth pastor. He was the best man at my wedding. He's a wonderful pastor. The Lord recently told me I need to get closer to Pastor Don because he has a, a heart of a pastor the heart of a pastor, and he wants me to learn from that man because of his heart and being the pastor that he is. So we're going to be broadcasting Thursday at 9 a.m. from Yorktown Assembly of God, and um, Lori, Lori is going to share it to New Life Ministry, so you'll see the live broadcast, okay? Uh, we love you. We're praying for you, you know, and we thank God for you. Any, any closing words? That's it. Keep that righteousness meter. At the top. Amen. And thank you all for joining. Mom, you know, Lori, you're here with me, of course. My mother-in-law, Ida in Norway. Always blessed to see you, Ida. Thank you for all you do for us. We love you guys, and we will see you.